This is the Top Agents Playbook Podcast, episode 80. Welcome to the Top Agents Playbook Podcast, the very best tips, tools, and ideas from real estate's top performers. Now, here's your host, Ray Wood. Well, hi, everybody, and welcome back to the show. I guess it's one thing to score a prized sales role with luxury Seattle agent Windermere Real Estate, but it's something else entirely to win a 100-acre private island retreat listing with a price tag of $20 million. People quit their jobs every day to get into real estate, but how many make it and how many make it big, really big? I have to admit, it's great getting to speak to so many of real estate's top agents, but the thing I love to do the most is grab the essence of their success, to try and isolate those standout actions, habits, and decisions that help them reach their goal. In this interview, you'll hear how first-year rookie agent Melissa Boucher engineered a lifestyle and career change after raising three children, and how she worked with a mentor and won a prize listing that will really put her on the real estate map. And make sure you check out the marketing video and other links in the show notes. There's lots to be studied and learned here. Okay, let's do it. Well, Melissa Boucher, welcome to Top Agents Playbook. How are you doing? I'm good, thank you. Thank you for having me, Ray. Um, Well, I'm very excited and and thanks for agreeing to do this. When I saw the article that uh, a first-year rookie had landed this amazing $20 million listing, I had to reach out to you and uh, and see if you'd agree to an interview. So so thank you. Um, tell me, g- give me a little bit of history. Uh, I know you were nursing before you got into real estate. I was, um, and I paused and had three children okay. um, when I was a nurse. And then I kind of looked around and was trying to figure out what I wanted to do once they were all busy in school and didn't need me quite as much. And nursing just didn't seem like the right fit anymore. Uh, but I still, I really enjoyed working with people. I just kind of wanted to apply it in a different format. Yeah. And I love real estate. I love homes. I've moved several times. I just, I don't know. I think there's something really neat about walking into a home and envisioning who could live there and who should live there. And it just seemed like the right fit. And I went from there. I took the class and got licensed and so you're on my way. So you're based in in Seattle. Um, I am. I'm in Seattle. And and you're with uh, Windermere Real Estate in in Midtown. Uh, w- Correct. Was it was it hard to decide who you wanted to work with? Did how how was that decision made, or did you know somebody there? Um, you know, it's funny. I went to college at University of Washington in Seattle, and Windermere is just such a Seattle company that. It never even crossed my mind to look anywhere else. In fact, I just interviewed at different Windermere offices. <laughs> okay, okay. I didn't look at any other um, agencies. And I did go to college with some of the people that work through in Windermere, but that didn't really shape my decision. It was just, it had such a strong name and such a well thought of name. It just never even crossed my mind to go anywhere else. Okay. Okay. Have ha, what's the what was the question I was going to ask? What's the biggest challenge you've found in in your first in your first year in in real estate in Seattle? Uh, you know, I mean, I think for us Seattle is just such a hot market. It's 
really, really hard to be working for buyers. There's just, there's so many offers, you know, on a well-priced home, there's multiple offers. We've got people moving from all over the world to live in Seattle and work for these companies. And so, you know, that's kind of been the biggest challenge is not letting your buyers get defeated or let down and, you know, kind of knowing that there's a process and eventually they'll get their house and they have to be patient and know it works. But, you know, I think that was pretty eye opening to me, just how, how much demand there is for homes. So, yeah. And the prices are crazy in the last, in the last 12 months, there's been phenomenal growth just when everybody thought it might cool down for a bit. Oh, I hosted an open house on Mercer Island a week and a half ago and, on Saturday alone, I think we a hundred people came through. Crazy. I mean, it was just you know in a three-hour period. I mean, it's just crazy. I mean, there's yeah. just such demand. It's insane. Yeah. And so, what about what about the listing process? How are you going about finding listings? Uh, you know, it's funny. I I feel like you just I've found listings actually through working open houses. A lot I've met a lot of people I found come through open houses to meet agents and kind of get a sense of view. And it's a really great way for them to see you on the job. And you might not know it right away, but then they'll contact you a couple of weeks later and they've taken your card and your brochure and, you know, it's kind of built from there. I've known that it's going to be a slower process. Like it's not a overnight, you have tons of income and you're, you know, steady work, yep. but I feel like the more open houses you do for me has been one of the best ways to meet people and even, you know, meet buyers. There's, you know, some buyers come through without agents and it's an opportunity to strike up a conversation. And how do you, do you um, follow any procedure for keeping your contacts? Do you use a CRM? Uh, We have one that's built into our system. So I just use that one. Okay. And and um, in, I guess you're in the relationship building business. Uh, any other tips for somebody who's getting started in real estate apart from getting some leads from open houses? Oh, I think by far the best thing I did was I was um, I was very fortunate. I had a mentor, Bonnie Sanborn, uh-huh. who has an incredible re- reputation. You know, just has helped. Uh, so many people that she, you know, has helped their children. She's sold houses. She's resold houses. She's found them. The next, she just has a phenomenal reputation, just incredible um, agent. And I worked with her for about six months and just followed her. And she was very gracious. She, you know, took me with her to listing opportunities. She took me with her for open houses. I mean, there was nothing that she did not show me and help me do. And that was probably hands down. And if you can take that time to do that and know that your income is going to be lower during that time, um, I think it's such a incredible hands-on experience that it helps you go for, you know, great, yeah. create your own business and create it in a way that will be successful. Yeah. Um, you're a little bit different because you're starting out, I guess you're starting out in a, in a, in a very competitive industry, but, but not only that, you're you're involved heavily with with luxury real estate in the millions of dollars, uh, and mm-hmm. um, wh- what would you advise so somebody who's looking to em- emulate your success? I guess getting into getting into luxury real estate wherever they might be, um, where you know, like people think a lot before they before they give somebody their listing, and 
and you're relatively new, what what would you advise somebody coming into real estate who wants to who wants to get involved in the in the luxury market? Well, so when I went to um, interview for this listing, I brought my manager with me, Patrick Chin, and he actually heads um, a big part of our luxury division. And so I felt he and I together brought, you know, I have the energy, the excitement about doing it. And he have, you know, just wealth of knowledge, experience, contacts. And so to me, it wasn't, you know, like I was fine splitting the listing um, because I think he brings so much to the picture that it just made sense to me. And it made the best sense to the sellers that they would get both of us and not just, you know, one or the other. And so I think just being okay with, you know, bringing someone else in and asking for help and not, not knowing everything, knowing that there's someone that knows a lot more and being okay with that, I think was probably, you know, that's in life. I think that you kind of have to be that way. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, let's talk about the listing. And um, for those that, for those that don't know where the San Juan Islands are, I'm going to, I'm going to, uh, you tell me how far wrong I am here. They're, they're at the foot, <laughs> they're at the foot of Vancouver Island and they're approximately, if you took a line between Vancouver and Seattle, they're about halfway along, right on the Canadian US border. Is that about right? It's pretty, yeah. That's, um, I think that's probably one of the better descriptions I've heard. Okay. We yep. usually get nor- north of, north of Washington is a, a good general. Um, I've been very lucky. I've been going, to this particular island for the last 25 years um, for family vac- or vacations. Yep. And so I'm pretty familiar with it. And it's an incredible place. I mean, it's just, it's one of those places you can't even believe exists. It's so beautiful. There's, you know, the ships, the boats, the water, the hiking, everything. And this prop, this particular property um, you can reach by, it has an airstrip on the property. So you can fly in. Or you can, there's seaplanes, um, which I took the last time I went up there and it was incredible. I mean, if you've never landed in the ocean, you should try it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> pretty spectacular. It's pretty spectacular. And you drive in, it's a mi- almost a mile and a half of the drive into this property. And then it's 99 acres. I mean, it's, there's nothing it doesn't have. There's multiple ponds. There's an acre of Finston fruit trees. There's um, it's borders right alongside a huge national park. Um, so it's just private and it's, you just, when you get to the property, you are so removed, you feel like you're on your own Island, but yeah. you still have that convenience of being 10 minutes away from the little Harbor of Friday Island. So it's a, you know, it's just, it's an incredible place and it's not well known. I mean, it's well known on the West coast. I would say not very many other people have heard of it or know of it. And it's, I think they, you know, the locals kind of like that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, and the West Coast people like it, but I think, you know, it's it's grown in a lot of popularity. We've got now people from the Bay Area that have moved there. You know, we've we've realized who our buyers are, and it's a lot of California. It's we know there's some actors and actresses that have big properties there, so we know it's growing, um, and it's, uh, you know, it's. Not Nantucket, but it's no. got its own cachet. Can Can I ask a stupid question? Did you put a for sale sign okay. out the front? <laughs> we did not. No? We're doing undisclosed. No, <laughs> okay. just, it's so you know it's, it's a little more exclusive than that. Yeah, I thought it's, you'd say it's that. So removed too, because it's 
so isolated. Yeah. We don't really want people driving down um, the lane into the house. You know, it's you kind of want someone to meet the person and take them in. It drives yeah. by another um, estate, and you just we're trying to respect the neighbors. Of and, course, um, of course, that was a stupid question. I'm gonna I'm gonna cut that no, out. No, it's, it's actually it's not it's actually not a stupid question because that's part of our whole. We have this whole collection for Windermere, and it's the very exclusive side. So yes. you would. Ideally, ideally, you would love to have something like that, but at the same time, you just don't want people driving down that are just, you know, looking to look or, or you know, worse, looking to yep. take advantage of a property that's a vacation property. Well, as we say in Australia, you've got to keep the riffraff out. <laughs> well, you want, you want the buyers that are serious buyers. Of course. Now, um, you've, just, done a, you've shot you know. a beautiful video that... Uh, I'm going to include uh, in the in the show notes and some amazing photos, and it is just a gorgeous uh, gorgeous bit of real estate. It's quite quite stunning. Um, so, I guess one of the things that the lifestyle changes that we're undergoing with uh, the internet of everything and and living in a digital world, um, somebody is completely connected in a in a property like this. I mean, there was a time when when we all had to go to work as it were now nowadays we can work from rome we can work from uh work from anywhere we've got a good internet connection so i guess that's kind of opened up your market somewhat oh correct i mean i think that's a huge part of it i think people can work from anywhere and i think that's we kind of know that i mean it's it's not i mean it's he was a former the owner was a former amazon um software writer he was i think the 23rd employee of amazon and the house is wired for everything okay <laughs> you could, okay you could you could run a company you could easily run a company or whatever you need to from the house okay well i would not worry about that you're not that isolated any any kids listening to this you've just heard it from melissa and you hear it from me learn to write code and you too can have a beautiful property like this if you can i know you can right? put some code together <laughs> So you've had it on the market now. He's, I guess it's just brilliant. It's it's been less than a month, it's been really. A month. Yeah, yeah. Yep, so it's been a month, and yeah, we've you know we've been kind of doing. A, I wouldn't say it's been a quiet release, but we haven't gone heavy into print. We know that the video and the film that was shot and the you know that photography is um, being you know carefully shopped around to people that other you know that would be interested in the property, but we did really feel like the film captured the property. I mean, that was one of the reasons we picked Reese films to film it. I mean, it's almost like a movie. It's so beautiful. Yeah. yeah. Um, and it's such an expansive property that print, you know, the print advertising is kind of tough to capture 99 acres. I mean, it's, you can get the Bay, that huge 765 feet of waterfront. You can get that in one of the pictures, but you don't get a sense of just how vast, the property is unless you one walk it which you know i've done and it's i've walked for three hours and still not seen everything um so i think you know the video is really what we're focusing on and marketing with that has been you know which means that you're not you're sending it out specifically to people well i i think i think the um i think the drone footage that that they've captured um has has sort of summarized some of the grandeur of it. I mean, it's brilliant. I don't know how yes, how, you, how you could do I it agree. any better. But I mean, I, I guess from a marketing point of view, all you're really looking for is for somebody to say, all right, well, this is interesting. That's given me a pretty good insight. I'm going to jump on the phone and talk to Melissa and find out what happens next. 
Right. So, right. Um, and that's, you know, that, that's exactly right. Yeah. Um, what about, um, where do you, where do you physically advertise a property like this? What kind of, um, are there specific places people go to look for, to look for homes or, or, or retreats such as this? Yes, there's, um, we have a whole list of high end and I can send you it, um, a whole list of high end luxury marketing, um, you know, that just automatically pick up our Windermere collection properties. And so that's where it's going. And then, you know, I think then from then on, it's looking at things like Alaska Airlines, the West, you know, looking specifically town and country, the, those, if we're going to do the print advertising, those would be the ones, you know, the people that are traveling, the people that are seeing all these, you know, and familiar with this area. Um, But I think you, you have to go, you know, beyond the standard, high-end luxury marketing that we have access to with the Windermere collection. It's, you know, thinking who's, who's looking for this property. Yeah. When you market something like this, Melissa, um, it's totally out of the, it's, it's, you know, in a class of its own, but do you have any kind of, do you have any kind of feeling for uh, days on market? How, how long something like this might take? I mean, it could take many months. Yeah. You know, and, um, you kind of have to be okay with that. I mean, it's you as a agent take on a lot of expense for doing all the marketing and the, you know, the filmmaking and all that. Uh, So you have to kind of budget and know that it's not going to be an instant return for the most part, especially with these really high end. I mean, you can look at the days on market at most very high end and they're pretty high. I mean, it's not a quick sale. People take their time. They do their research on other properties. You know, it's a, obviously a huge investment and, um, I don't know. I mean, you just have to be prepared for that. It's not, it's not something that's you go into blindly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Do you know, are there any other properties competing with you on the market? Anything similar in the general vicinity? Or well, is this one by itself? Yeah, there's, 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 it's just funny. There's one that's 19 million. It's almost 20 million. It's 19 million, but it's beautiful. It's the most, you know, tricked out home, but you, um, doesn't have its own private beach. You have to cross a street that's a two lane street that goes around the island. You know, it just doesn't have the privacy, but it's funny. It's the other comparable price point. Yep. Um, But, you know, and it's been on the market for, I think it's coming up on a year. Okay. So it's just, it's an interesting, there's nothing that's similar to our property. There's just no waterfront and there's no acreage like that available in the San Juan. So that's kind of where it's got its own niche and it's just, you know, finding that person that's looking for that and is ready to buy. It sounds like Which, one you know, of... I think I think there is. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. So, no, I said I think, you know, I'm not... I think there is that person that's going to... I mean, it's just such a special property. You go yeah. there. I mean, I turned to the sellers when I was walking it with them. And I was like, are you sure you want to sell this? It's so... Mm. I mean, it's just... You literally take a deep breath when you get there. It's, yeah. You're it, just... It sounds like one of those uh, once-in-a-generation... Or maybe two generations, once in a once in a lifetime opportunity for somebody to to buy something like this. Oh, I completely agree. I think you know these kind of places do not just that. What they had done was they bought the original 
first part, the largest part of the property, I think it was about 57 acres they bought. And then they slowly pieced together these other pieces from other sales. And so it's never been offered as the full 99. Oh, I see. They acquired it over time. I see. They acquired it. And so it's just, you know, that part alone is so unusual to that people would even sell to one owner so that they would have such a large piece of property. So it is just one of those, you know, chance in a lifetime yeah. properties. Yeah. Okay. Well, I guess the good thing is, is that once you get a result and you've, you've helped the sellers uh, get a contract together, you'll have that feather in your cap and you'll have that, <laughs> that um, result in your resume that you can help uh, other yeah. people who are facing similar, similar challenges, get a result for their property. Right. Let's yeah. hope so. Yeah, you could be the queen That's of San Juan. <laughs> <laughs> hope so. Well, that would I'm, be a great. That would be a great title. It would be. It would be. You want to see if that URL's taken? Um, well, I'm definitely going to keep in touch with you, and uh, I'm going to follow your your success on this. So uh, be sure and let me know once you get a sale, or I'll follow up and and we can just report it for you. So um, I want to say a big thank you, congratulations! It's it's an amazing achievement to to list something like this. It's just such a good story. So uh, I wish you every success with it, and thank you so much for your time today. Oh sure, thanks Ray. Have a good afternoon. The Top Agents Playbook Podcast is proudly sponsored by Locked On, real estate's best software. For show notes from this episode, free downloads, your Locked On Discount for Life link, and Ray's blog, head over to topagentsplaybook.com.